0: Hello, and welcome to the Overflow Podcast. My name is Craig Booker. The title of this episode is Show Up. The material in this episode is inspired by scene by Will Hutcherson and Chinway Williams. Note, I will talk a lot about mental health, but please note this is not a substitute for therapy or mental health care. The title of this episode is Show Up. In last week's episode, you recall we talked about when in despair and this week we are launching into kind of the the core where we're talking about all these ways of using what they call pairing tools. And so just to sum up kind of where we've been in our last episode, you might recall that when we become hopeless and disconnected from our emotional state, the two halves of the brain begin to separate. And this Dispairing process is called emotional detachment. And when the two sides of the brain are detached, it makes dealing with the constant flow of emotions difficult. When kids or adults feel seen, it helps the two parts of the brain come back together. And there are tools that can be used to aid this pairing process. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about the first pairing tool, which is called showing up. In the book, they say that if you don't get anything else from the book, pay attention to this chapter. Showing up is the foundation for all of the other pairing tools. Uh, So they ask the question, why? Like, why is this so important? Uh, A quote here, they say, presence influences healing more than anything. We're going to talk about the story about Sharon. So this is reading from the book uh, in this chapter. It says I Chinway, which Chinway Williams is one of the authors, so, so I Chinway received a phone call recently from one of my clients. Sharon, a mother was concerned about her 15 year-old daughter, Ella, who had started behaving differently. Sharon had noticed a sharp decline in Ella's mood. She was becoming irritable and spending more time alone. Ella was usually very social, and she performed well in school, was active on the track team, and had a great group of friends, but something just seemed off. Sharon asked me for some advice, and after speaking with them both, it seemed Ella was feeling disappointed about a boyfriend relationship. While she didn't seem to be thinking about harming herself, Sharon and I decided just to keep an eye on Ella and keep the conversation open. A few days later, Sharon decided to check on Ella. She walked upstairs and sat down in Ella's room. Uh, Sharon knew she needed to take some time to be present with her daughter, but unaware yet how much her presence was actually needed. Using listening tools, Ella slowly began to open up. And the defining moment came when Sharon asked a point-blank question, Ella, are you thinking about hurting yourself? Initially, Ella said, I don't know. Then mom asked again more directly, are you having thoughts of taking your life? Ella paused, taking a deep breath before whispering yes. Sharon was petrified, heartbroken, and afraid. And Sharon didn't know what to say, but later reflected I just knew I couldn't leave her alone. She replied, I don't know what to do, but I love you. Is it okay if we call Dr. Chinway to get help together? Ella obliged. And Sharon didn't want to just set up a therapist appointment. She knew she needed to help Ella in the moment and that she couldn't just leave her alone. So she sat with Ella, sometimes quietly and sometimes listening and offering support, And as the conversation unfolded, Ella admitted to frequently texting until the early morning and was not getting enough sleep. Sharon was shocked that Ella quickly gave up her phone upon request without a petition, another sign that Ella knew she needed help and was open to her mom's guidance. As the night came to an end, Ella said she was afraid to go to sleep. Uh, What can I do? Mom asked. Would you like to sleep in my room tonight? Ella shook her head no. Is it okay if I sleep in your bed with you? Sharon asked, praying that her child would agree, but knowing she couldn't force it. No, Mom, but you could stay close by, Ella asked. Or could you stay close by, Ella asked. She breathed a deep sigh of relief and ended up sleeping right outside her door. That kind of sets the scene for that story and she asks the question, can you imagine how Ella felt waking up the next morning knowing she wasn't alone? Her mom was right outside the door. She showed up when she needed her most. All right, so that's the story of Sharon. And it says, in moments of despair, the people we love need our outside the door kind of presence. That kind of presence creates safety like nothing else can. It may seem small, But when we show up, the brain responds in predictable ways. Remember the parent-child attachment we discussed earlier. Showing up isn't the goal of parenting. Secure attachment is the goal. But showing up is the beginning step to accomplish that goal. So in the book, they go into discussing what they call five ways to show up. Number one, the first one here is show up before they ask you to. As kids grow into teenagers, it can often give parents the idea that their child doesn't need them anymore. This starts when a child is suddenly embarrassed to have their parent around. It's easy for parents to feel that kids are pushing us away as they're embarrassed about being around their parents, and it's easy for, for parents to get offended or hurt and assume that their child doesn't need them anymore. While it certainly can feel this way, kids often need parents more as they grow into their teen years. It is critical that parents initiate regular quality time with their teens, but show up for what matters to them. And so if if you do not know what matters to your child, uh, it is time to put on your detective's hat. So what matters to a teen may not be the most enjoyable activity for their parent, regardless, it's important to make them or make this process about them. So you could apply this outside of just kids and teens. So, you know, regardless of who you're trying to support, you need to show up for what matters to that individual. So if you don't know that individual well, you need to spend some time learning what matters to them so you can show up in those ways. So they, they give some examples, I think, here they, uh, for kids and teens. They say, go with them to their sporting activities, dance, ballet, plays, etc. Take them to their favorite you know, musician or, or band in concert. Uh, if they're into superheroes, go to the opening of their favorite character's movie. Uh, maybe play video games with them. And or, this is a time when you show up with no agenda of your own. Just simply enjoy the time with them. So, you know, apply this to just people in general. Like, you know, figure out what's important to these individuals and find ways to show up in small ways. Third is to show up when it's inconvenient. All right, so in in many moments, it's easy to feel like you're not needed or wanted as a parent. And in their time of crisis, real or imaginary, show up. As parents, we have... We have been showing up their whole lives until this point, and this season may look a little different, but is just as important as when they were little. As kids mature, this might look like staying up late with them or picking them up from a party where they felt uncomfortable or unsafe. It's important as parents that we show up, especially when it's inconvenient. And I want to broaden this because... You know, Some of you may not be parents or you're not in that season of your life right now where you're parents and you're just trying to support your friend. And that's great. Uh, This is really important as a friend and showing up for that friend is to show up when it's inconvenient. You really communicate to them how much you care and that you're really there for for them if they see that it's really inconvenient for you. And I'm not saying like... Make a bunch of drama about it, but don't necessarily hide it that this took some sacrifice on your part to show up for them when that's the case. Uh, number four was that we need to show up often, so find ways to be to be predictively, excuse me, predictably available. So what this is important for kids, this is important for teens, this is important for adults. Uh, People need to see when you're available because they want to know that they're not bugging you, right? If they know that you typically have certain times of day when you're available either to text or phone call, they know they can contact you, and they're not interfering with your life. Mm -hmm. So here are a few ideas that they provide in the book. It says, create a conversation place in your home, a place that is just for conversations. No phones, no screens, just people. Uh, then be intentional about creating moments. Be available during drive times, evenings, and bedtimes. If there is a time when you start to realize your kids are most likely to talk or open up, clear that time in your schedule. Text them occasionally to let them know you're thinking about them or praying for them. Uh, Now, not to the extent that you're stalking, of course, and the act of showing up in predictable ways that are not overbearing is the foundation of showing that you care. So, again, this, this is very important just in human relations, is to show up and, and be predictably available for people. Uh, now, we may not, as, as adults, we may not communicate this well. We may not show other people that were predictively available, but I, I think there's other ways to apply this if you're relating to another individual. Uh, then they talked about number five is show up undistracted. And in the book, if you've read over the material, you you might notice, as I did, that it looks like there were six items and not just five. And so I don't know if that was just an error in counting or if one of these were supposed to be included under another one. What I call number five is show up undistracted. So today, uh, in today's world where everybody generally has a phone in their pocket and they're always checking it for one reason or another, it's easy for adults to assume that the technology is a kid's problem. We assume that kids have impulse control problems of all, you know, being on technology and being on screens all the time. And we have to, as parents, and mentors and caregivers, we have to regulate that for our kids, but the truth is that many adults misuse technology as much as kids do, and it's important that we learn how to set boundaries to be intentional about showing up with our full attention available. So if you're showing up for an individual and you're, the reason that you're with them or showing up for them is to show your presence and to let them know that you're there for them, Don't be constantly pulling your phone out of your pocket checking it. Uh, Don't be constantly like looking at your watch maybe for notifications. So be very careful and very intentional to be undistracted. So the next one is a show up when they're hurting. In John chapter 11, before Jesus does the unthinkable and raises Lazarus from the dead, we see the ultimate example of showing up for those hurting from loss." So even though Jesus knew he was about to perform a miracle and the situation would be miraculously resolved, he took time to show up when they were hurting. In John eleven thirty five, 35, the Bible says that Jesus wept. So even though he, you know, he knew that he was about to fix the situation, he still took time to, to show up with them, and his friend had died Lazarus had died. And so this shows another, like, the human element, the emotional element of Jesus when he wept for his friend, even though he knew what he was about to do. So it says, showing up is the beginning. It makes healing possible, because you're creating a secure attachment. When you create a secure attachment, kids and teens feel loved. Now we can take even more steps to pair the brain's emotional and logical processing back together. The tools that follow will help you to maximize what happens when you show up so that you can create a deep connection, one that brings healing. So it's easy to get overwhelmed with all of this. As a parent, as a mentor, or a coach, you do not need to be perfect. But showing up is half of the work. When you show up, the pairing process begins. Now that you're face-to-face, you can begin to really see them. So they give us an exercise, they call it an application exercise, and it says, how can I apply this tool? It says, part of showing up means slowing down. Take a few moments to think about how you can create space in your everyday schedule for conversations with the kid or teen you're parenting or mentoring. Life is busy for us as adults, and it may feel impossible to be there for busy teens every day. We barely see them as it is. They say our friends at parentq.org, it's a website, have identified four key times parents and teenagers may have time together on a consistent basis. So one, it says morning time, Instill purpose by starting off their day with encouraging words. Mealtime, connect regularly by scheduling time to eat together. Bedtime, interpret life when they occasionally open up at the end of the day. And then they say their time, Strength or strengthen your relationship by adjusting your plans to show up when they need you. All right, number two, it says, if you're a coach, consider setting time aside for 10 minutes before practice starts to check in. Or parents, consider creating a regularly scheduled game night or backyard bonfire night to spark conversation. Create a conversation space in your house. Designate a specific room or a set of chairs as a no phone and no judgment zone. For instance, make the family dinner table a device-free table. Number three, show up especially when they're hurting or when they've had a tough day. Here are a few ways to show up in a practical way. Text them a screenshot of an encouraging quote. Put their favorite snack in in the room with a note. Pick them up early from school and do something fun together. Uh, And then it also says, take them on a short two or three day trip, camping, fishing, or watching their favorite sports team. That's all for this episode. Thank you for watching. If you liked the video, give us a thumbs up and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on future episodes.